everyone, and welcome back to Meet Us at the Gazebo. I'm Adam Brown. I'm Danta Claus. I thought we had. I thought we came up with great, awesome names this last time. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. Oh man, it hurts. To, it hurts to laugh. Oh uh, yeah, we've had a, we've had a week. It's been a week. Um, yeah, we are. Uh, we're back. We're excited. We uh, are. We watched the Christmas scavenger hunt. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it. Yeah. It was. It was on my TV. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest. It wasn't my favorite. Oh no. <laughs> I think that's a to say it was not my favorite is unfair to my other not my favorite movies <laughs> I've ever watched. <laughs> like this is a stinker. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it's, there were some redeeming qualities, but we'll get into it in a minute. Um, let's jump right, let's just jump to the start of Christmas Scavenger Hunt. And here's, I mean, right after the bat, they had issues because they started with like a Zamboni yeah. and real snow. Yeah. And then some kind of like a mountain gondola thing going up the side of a hill. I don't know where they were, but I want to ride on that mountain gondola looking thing. That looked like fun. Yes. But, you know, where's my big city flyover or my country town flyover? Yeah. No you flyover. Know, no flyover. So uh, automatically they're off to a tough start. Uh, we cut immediately to Jasper development, and we meet our star, who I thought her name was. I thought her name was Linda, for the first like twenty minutes of the movie. Not Linda. No, it was Bolinda. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that, I mean, I have never actually heard about Bolinda that was less than ninety-three years old. So I found that very confusing. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, which one is Belinda? Why is she Belinda? Apparently you're not a Belinda Carlisle fan. Well, I don't, don't know who that is. Night, Dan? I don't. Okay, never mind. Then. Nope. It missed over my head. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that a music uh, reference? It's kind of an 80s, 80s pop music, yeah. Um, I'm going to do a little research here while we're talking. But... About Belinda Carlisle? Yeah, because now I'm worried that I got the song reference. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, she's she's talking to her assistant. Her fancy, you know, she's a fancy office lady in a big city. Oh, yeah, big time, like, real estate person. Yeah. She's a, she's a big deal. She's like, in line for junior partner. Oh, yes, but good congratulations for her. Yeah, and it's kind of amazing. We learned that shortly after. Yeah. Um, yeah, she got nutcracker tickets for her assistant. Oh, so hard to get. You have to call for those months in advance. Yeah, yeah. But that just shows us how great Belinda is, right? So, you know, even though she works for a huge evil development corporation, she still has a heart, which we learned very early on there by the fact that she thought about her assistant. You mean Jasper Development? Yes, Jasper Development. Sorry, she thought about her assistant. You know, months in advance as far as Christmas was concerned. <laughs> so, I mean. So she's not totally evil? Not evil at all, you know? Yeah. She's just doing her job, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's the best, the most we can ask of anybody. Yes. <clears throat> uh, yeah, Belinda Carlisle, American singer, uh, member of the Go-Go's, Heaven is the Place on Earth. Oh, I'm aware yeah. of that song. Circle in the Sand, Summer nope. Rain, nah. Mad About You. I'm aware of the TV show. Yeah, I forgot. Oh, We Belong, We Belong to the Night, I think is it? Never mind. This is some great pod right here. Getting off track, and I forgot what my song reference was, but at least I tried. That's the only other Belinda I know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, All right. Let's let's jump in though. So, 
you know, this her boss guy comes in, whatever. He says, you're, you're in line for that big junior partnership. All you got to do is close this deal on luxury condos, go into a small town. Because that's what everyone wants in a small town is to live in luxury condos. Well, if I, that's what I want in my small towns. Yeah, it's like, you know what? My small town needs luxury condos. Luxury condos. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it makes no sense, that town having luxury condos. <laughs> it makes zero sense. But it's, but it's riverfront property, so... Well, I can only assume you're talking about the great town of Deerfield. Uh, yes. I don't know what state we're in. Did you? No, did I don't think they ever said. No, I think it's a fictional, unlike Richmond, Virginia, which we had the pleasure of visiting yeah. last week. Um, we just swim into Virginia, but yeah. Yeah. So anyway, we're in Deerfield, and so she's driving into Deerfield, doesn't realize where these condos are going to be Mm-mm. until we get there. Um, oh, but first we meet... Logan, the boyfriend. Yeah, and we oh. there was a great scene in the beginning where um, her assistant, so Belinda's assistant, says, "Oh, more flowers from Logan. At least over the holidays, the florists will get a break." Yeah, because she's not going to be in town. They're both supposed to go out to Deerfield. Yeah. Uh, this guy, that guy. Yeah, he is not a winner. Well, she already says, and then she says, "Well, yeah, her his assistant buys all the flowers." Yeah. Which and so right there we know that Logan has no chance of surviving this movie as no. her boyfriend because a he doesn't buy his own flowers and b has an assistant those are two things out yep you're yeah. out yeah you do not get to get out yeah Logan now if he get treats out. his assistant like family and you know doesn't does feels guilty about having to have her do all this extra work for him then we know that's the guy. Yeah. But in this case, this is not the guy. So they're going out for dinner at four o'clock, by the way. They're at four o'clock dinner. Her dinner. name is Belinda, so I imagine she has to she has to get that early bird early bird dinner price oh right. Gosh, I get <laughs> a dinner at four o'clock. He says that's fine with me. So anyway, uh, Logan gives her a locket. Oh, I love the locket. It was so great. This yeah. locket was so good because she she opens up the locket, and I say to myself, "Who are those people?" And then she says. Who are those people? <laughs> and he says, yeah, they came with, that's the picture that, that came with the locket. Yeah. I haven't had time to find a picture of us. Yet. Yeah. She's like, well, we have weeks to find a picture of us before we have to, you know, before Christmas. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. About that. I can't go anymore to Deerfield because I have to work. Like, okay, Logan, thanks for at least trying, but you're out. But yeah, yeah. And it's like, what, you had tickets and then the day before you should cancel those tickets, like that, that your ticket. and then. Yeah. Pick up another ticket just on the fly on Chris at Christmas. Who lives this way? I'll tell no. you, not my boyfriend. No, mine either. But yeah, Logan does live this way. Logan, because his career is important. Both their careers are important. They're on important. a fast track. Fast track. Yeah. Department. Very important careers. So anyway, we we fast forward now. She's driving home, or she, I don't know. I think she flew home to Deerfield. Yes. But then had a car. She must have rented a car, which we never see again. We never mm-hmm. see that car again. No. Um, so she drives, uh, she's crossing a bridge, and there's a, a gentleman helping an elderly lady with apparently some car issues. Yep. So you open the hood. If you have to open the hood on a car, you're probably in trouble. Like, unless a spark plug somehow obviously fell off and you're reattaching it. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing there to get things back in the road. Uh, you know, maybe fixing a flat tire I could see, but, like, what's he doing under the hood of that car on a bridge perched precariously near oncoming traffic? Anyway. Yeah, no, no idea. I mean, if there have been jumper cables, right? Like, but then even then, like, there would have been an alternator problem because, like, you were going someplace. There was a problem. With yes. 
Yeah. Like, I'm not the manliest car man. No. I know if you've got to open the hood, that car is probably not getting too far. But she hops <laughs> back in. Dustin apparently can fix that thing like a champ, and she gets on the road. There is clearly disdain for Dustin. Oh, she does not like Dustin. Belinda, not a fan. Yeah, no. No, there were, like... There are some deep-seated issues there that she she is not over. Whatever he, whatever awful thing he did to her in high school, she is not over it. Not happy about it. Which means all. you know they are gonna fall in love. And he says, "Can't wait to see you at the scavenger hunt." You know, again, <laughs> yeah, right, Dustin. And of yeah. course, we know that they're gonna end up partnering. Oh, and of course, like, we have to have the you know the whole town turns out for this a thing. It sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's a Christmas tradition. Always got to have the Christmas tradition. <laughs> it's a small town. Well, of course, you yeah. know, I, I grew up in a small town, and our Christmas tradition was Christmas, I guess. Like, yeah. People celebrated Christmas well, on everyone. Because scavenger hunting was obviously amazing. Yeah. Well, it looked so great for the whole town tradition to be into, like, these five people doing this scavenger hunt. Yeah. These five teams. <laughs> well, now let's move ahead to, in my opinion, if this, well, if there were five golden rings in this movie, four of them go to the next appearance that happened, which was... <laughs> TV and movies own Tom Arnold. Yes! Oh! Yes. I sent you a text message was watching. I was like, this guy is famous! <laughs> but I couldn't place him because he had such a hip haircut. Tom Arnold. That yeah. was such an awesome haircut he had. He, like, was, he was looking hip. Oh yes. my gosh. And, like, what is he doing in this movie? It was amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the thing he was doing was just making this movie, like, okay. Like, yeah, he made it okay. Yeah, like, is this, I mean, is this what has happened to Tom Arnold, though? How? I don't know. And why was he? Why did I not know that Tom Arnold was in? How do they not leave a Tom Arnold? Right? And how is he not in every single movie? Oh my gosh! Like if, was... if you're Hallmark, if you're Steve Hallmark, and you're like, "Hey, we got Tom Arnold," you're you're you need to be asking, "Okay, how do we get Tom Arnold into every, every single movie, movie for Countdown to Christmas?" Also, countdown to Tom Arnold. So later on, we see that Tom Arnold is kind of he's got a thing going with Jenny the Cafe Lady. Oh yeah, I want to see that backstory. Right. I want to see the Hallmark Christmas movie of Tom Arnold and Jenny the Cafe Lady. I want to, why is there not like, why can't I not go out like to my local grocery store and buy the Tom Arnold branded holiday Christmas chili? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want that. I need that. I need that. Yeah. Or at least, you know, give me like a, like a two minute, like Twitter video that, yeah. you know, it's going to like show me how to make it. Like it looks super easy, yeah. but it's actually really complicated. Starring Candace Cameron Bray and Happy the Dog. In. I would watch I just, I just see Tom Arnold. I just see Tom Arnold. Give yeah, me more true. Tom Arnold. Yeah. All the Tom Arnold. Because he was wonderful. <laughs> well, so his first line, she comes in, she's like, yeah, Logan's not going to make it. Oh, you dumped her? Oh, you dumped him? All right. And I was like, comedic gold. Tom Arnold, you still got it, guy. But he needed a cheer, like a cheer applause, like, you know, like a line. He did he, need a laugh track. Right? When he when he walked in, it should have been like a woo! Like, Norm! <laughs> no, it wasn't Norm, but that yes. guy. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it was missed. All the missed opportunities, by yeah. the way. But, I mean, there were some things here, you know, there was a deceased mom's relationship. She was just much into that. I think she was deceased. Right? Yeah, well, she had to have been, right, for him to be, you know, happily, like, with He's somebody else, and yeah. and her, like, and then, like, Belinda being like, yeah, this also, is great. they kind of glossed over this, but she hadn't been home in 10 years. Yeah, what's that about? And they just sort of picked up, like, I mean, they must talk on the phone pretty regularly, I think, but, like, 10 years? Come no on. No idea. Like, and it yeah, seems like, is he visiting her for Christmas? Like, why are you making so. why are you making your dad like visit like all the time? Well, she's got her, her she has her career though. She does. So and they all understand that. Yeah, and that's one of the tropes in these movies is like there's it's all career 
or all family, small town, or nothing. There yeah. is nothing between. And in this movie, even, like, she failed at her job. Like, she did not acquire the museum yeah. slash castle slash factory or anything <laughs> was. Yeah, sorry. But, like, they did not, like, we don't know what happened with her job. She probably got back and got fired immediately. There was zero conflict in this movie. Right? There was zero conflict. Like, everybody, like, completely, so, like, you know, moving on to like the quote unquote conflict was supposed to be that, you know, her development company was buying the town museum, textile museum. I wrote castle at first. It's I a, wrote, uh oh, she has to buy the town castle. It's a textile <laughs> museum, which is a weird thing. A factory. An old well, factory? It's an old textile factory that is yeah. now a textile museum that right. everybody in town loves, but apparently nobody in but town visits to. because it's failing. Out of money. Yes. If yeah. you like it, go to the museum yeah. and that will help. Yeah. Uh, because it's a nonprofit. So well, there's like, a couple of things to do in town. You go make out at the covered bridge. Obviously. Or you go to the textile museum. Yes. Yeah. I mean, apparently everybody's making out at the bridge. <laughs> and it's like, you know, so she's gonna buy this thing, and everyone's like, Yeah, we understand. It's okay that you do it. it's just your job. And it's like, like, yep, it's fine. Okay. It's like, what do you mean it's fine? Like then then why does anybody care? Yeah. It was <laughs> they were trying to use it as like the cookie factory trope, but but there was a guy that worked movies. at the museum. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah, it was strange. And it seemed like he had plenty of other things to do, so he would have been fine. He would have been just fine. Like, absolutely just fine. I loved the scene when he was fixing the pipes, and she came downstairs and just ripped <laughs> on him. At like 8 in the morning? Yeah, and then he pops like, hey, fixing the pipes. She's like, darn it, you. Like, came down, she came down like her, her PJ for breakfast, right? And like, Tom Arnold's having a cop. Like, Tom, like, failure there. But like, hey, by the way. Your your old ex boyfriend Dustin is here, and yeah. he's fixing. So you know, yeah. Don't be, don't you know, be afraid that you know that this guy showed up at seven in the morning to do this job before he went to his four other jobs. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we learned that uh, during that scene, we learned that Dustin's the reigning champ of the scavenger hunt. I mean, Dustin's like the town hero. He's he's like the Luke Perry, like the sideshow Luke Perry from 90210 of the town. Right? He's the nicest human being. Like he is available to do everything for anybody at a yeah. drop of a hat, and then also runs the museum. Yeah, for like a, apparently no, nothing. Right. And right. yeah. So then we 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 get next. We go to the town hall for the big scavenger hunt pair off town hall quote unquote that was at best like the party room at like all you can eat buffet right like i mean it feels like a holiday end. yeah right i mean <laughs> there was a podium for no reason and at this point I'm like, oh her name is belinda anyway uh we learned that they're going to be funding the museum and she kind of rolls her eyes like oh geez i just have to shut it down this is going to be awkward then we meet faith Faith is the her friend who's best getting friend. married. Yes. Her bestie. And the only reason she came back to town was to meet the fiance the before. Because she hadn't been there in 10 years. Yeah. But they're still best friends. Before the wedding that they were going to have in like a month, right? Yeah, yeah. And had not yet started planning for yet. Right. Which, but what? This is, here's where we meet the only diversity in the entire movie. And it's not even, you know, it's certainly it's not a person of color. It is Jason the husky fiance. <laughs> I was like, finally, <laughs> we see somebody, somebody that I can relate to. Yes, we see some bigger people in one of these movies. So Jason, the husky fiance, shows up. Jason said like three lines, and basically all Faith had him do was go and fetch hot chocolate for her during the movie. Oh yeah, he was. He seemed like the most worthless human being to have as a. Like, 
I was bored. Very nice. I wanted to know more about Jason. I think you knew everything there was to know about him was that he was just there. I mean, just the safest fiance. Like you just know that he will, you know, always be there to not go on any. He doesn't have any other prospects. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. He seemed like my kind of guy. (laughs) Jason and I, I think, have a lot in common. But we. so anyway, that that just cracked me up. But looking back into it, I think that was as close as we got to any kind of diversity. I don't recall seeing a person of color or anyone else yeah. diverse in this movie. Am I Certainly not in like a speaking role. I mean, even. was Logan the boyfriend Italian? <laughs> I mean, well, I don't know. sort of Italian, right? I mean, yeah, does that count? I'm not sure that counts. So anyway, with Faith. We, Faith entered Belinda in the scavenger hunt without her knowledge. Oh, jeez, that Faith. And then Tom Arnold totally rigged it so that she ends up with Dustin. Unplanned rigging, by the way. So, like, this was the most difficult way, too. So he pulls Dustin's name out yeah. of the hat. Yeah. There are five teams. So, right. And then he pulls some other random person's name. And, yeah. uh, you know, he goes, oh, yeah. Belinda. Whoa, huge... what? And then like pause. And then so now now he has to remember the person's name so that when Belinda's name comes up, he remembers her name this other person. Yeah. Overly complicated. Yeah. And then he does I mean he does like the shifty eyes and there's oh, yeah. a pause and you hear like the tick-tock sound effect. <laughs> Obviously she should have known that he rigged it. And he never told her later that no, he rigged it. No, no. Anyway. No. Because it was just a white lie. He knew what was best for her. Yeah. Because he's Tom Arnold. And I can't disagree with that logic. Yeah. So then she's forced to talk to Dustin again. Ugh. Immediately she digs up the old scars from the past. Like, will you let it go, Belinda? It is. Ten years. It was high school. She was immediately back onto that. Oh, yeah. Over the most worthless things. Like, over, like, you know, a cross-country running thing. Yeah. Well, ultimately, what? he didn't go to college with her. Well, and that's the problem. That's a big problem. Mm-hmm. You gotta, how dare he? You gotta, you gotta follow your career, man. Yeah, I mean, how is he supposed to be a career Man, if he does not go to college. Yeah. I so, mean, exactly. Oh, God. So we're back to her childhood bedroom, which apparently hasn't changed at all since well, she was a kid. Well, I, would, I mean, I mean, he's obviously. back in 10 years. We're really holding on to that Tom, Tom Arnold. Arnold's like dusting it and like keeping that. Like, nothing has changed. She's nothing. like, we, I mean, I'm only consuming he's like washing the bedding every yeah. week. Like, I mean, when my kids move out, their rooms are becoming video game caverns or something. Immediately. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Dad overhears an important business call, and then Belinda has to murder him because he knows her plans. That would have made the that didn't happen. That would have made the movie much more. Interesting. It would have been. I mean, much much worse because well, I Dad, now I have to kill you. Yeah, yeah. Now it didn't happen at all. So he, he says, "You know what? Just doing your job. This yes. is fine. You work hard. You know what you need to do because you're just doing your job, and everyone gets it. You're doing your job. You got to do your job. You just need to tell." Tell Dustin, and he'll understand because you're just doing your job. Just doing your job, man. I mean, it's okay that he's out of a job because you're doing his job because this is America, and we understand that doing your job is the most important thing. Sure. Maybe he can become the caretaker for the new luxury condo. Maybe. I see why not. He's good with pipes. (laughs) So, Dustin, (laughs) generic pipe work, he's available. (laughs) So, Dustin had a Christmas wreath on the front of his pickup truck, by the way, which I enjoyed. And actually, I think... Ford, Ford must have paid some money to this movie, right? Because you saw that, like, 
close-ups of F-150. Like, look at me working on this tailgate here. I mean, that truck was actually a character in the movie. And the cleanest truck you have ever seen. Oh, yeah. He washes and waxes this thing daily. Like, they're driving through. Well, what else is he going to do at the museum? No one's <laughs> I mean, showing it's up. No, like, and so I assume it's also going to be like snow, ice salt. that's put down. Yeah, there's salt put down. Yeah, legitimate real snow. Yeah. Like, they must have been in Iowa or something. They had an Iowa kind of feel to it. <laughs> like, they have winter, but not real winter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Take that, Iowa. Shots Ooh, fired. <laughs> Sorry, we love you, Iowa. <laughs> anyway, uh, so she gets it. So. Of course, the next morning, he shows up for the scavenger hunt. Starts at 8 a.m. promptly. Gotta be there at 8 a.m. He picks her up. He knows her coffee order. You know, like one yeah. one sugar and two creams or whatever. Yeah. She looks like, oh, you. Because nothing changes with coffee. The way I drank coffee in high school is much different from how I drink coffee now. Yeah. When I was in high school, I thought I had to be cool and drink black when coffee. I was in high school, I didn't drink coffee. And now I'm like, I realize, nah, I can just drink it with, like, all the cream and all the sugar. Because... Who cares? Why would I drink coffee at the school? <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, so we get back to some more tension. We we hear that Dustin broke off an engagement because it just wasn't what he was looking it for. It wasn't because what he was looking for was Belinda. Yeah, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't know this. But he asked about Logan. She said, well, with Logan, we're on the same page with work yeah. and stuff. I mean, it's literally what she said. We're on the same page with work and stuff. Yeah, because work is the number one priority and second and third and fourth and fifth and sixth priority. Uh, and yeah. then we're just, we're going to be working. We got plans to yeah. work. So I didn't mention, I, th- I don't think I mentioned this yet. The best part about this movie for me is that I watched it with my six-year-old daughter, mm. Abby. <laughs> it was amazing. And so she, they're, they're, so they're like meandering through the Christmas tree, cut your own Christmas tree farm, which was stop number one on the scavenger hunt. Abby goes, at this point, Abby goes, they are too slow. They're not going <laughs> to win this race. Well, they just stopped like chat with people. I mean, I'm on the same page as her. They could have finished that scavenger hunt in an hour. Well, like, how, and how do they know they were supposed to, which tree they were supposed to cut? Like, I didn't know they were supposed to cut a tree and then deliver it to, like, a sad person. They took it to the old man's house. We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah. But the this scavenger hunt started at 8 o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. and went until midnight. Yes. They could have finished that thing in an hour, maybe two like, are you kidding? I was so upset about the lack of integrity and, and the lack of attention paid to the fact that they were scavenger hunt racing. Yes. Yes. I mean, they set rules early. Like, okay, everyone's going to be in different places. Yep. The clues are in different orders. Yet, Jath, which is what I call Jason and Faith. Jath. Oh, yes. That's good. That's good. Jath showed up at every stop. Faithson. Faithson, yes, yeah, they were always there, right? Like they were like one clue, like a part. Like, oh, here we go. You're, we're just like, how do we know that you're ahead of me? I, I don't was, know. I was so upset. I yeah, was so upset. And Honor, then the scavenger hunt. Well, and then like the final scavenger hunt, like place to go. Like if everyone's on different things, that doesn't make sense. I'm, I'm not gonna talk about it yet because we're not there yet. Yeah, but it I, made zero sense. I wrote that down too. I mean, I'm so angry. We can just talk about it now. Okay. Then we have to talk about it later because it's yeah. painful. Yeah. They all showed up at the same time to do Christmas karaoke yeah, in the middle Christmas of the night. Christmas karaoke. So, anyway, I mean, you and I are obviously upset about, I mean, ultimately just respect the scavenger hunt. Yes, respect the scavenger hunt. And then how do you set it up so that everybody comes back to the, and maybe when they get done with the other five clues, maybe they'll say there's five clues, right? And this everyone has the same sixth clue. But then, like, is the 
first team just Christmas karaokeing by themselves? Well, I think they had ten because at one point oh. they said two down, eight to go, and I kind of went, "Oh, gee, <laughs> how long are we going to milk this thing?" Well, well for you know, eight a.m. to uh, <laughs> to the end of midnight. What is it? Sixteen hours, which something? is how I want to spend my day. Right? Yeah, me too. Yep. Right. It's a long Ford commercial. That's all I know. <laughs> so, so they take the Chris, they cut the Christmas tree out, and then they take it to to visit the elderly oil baron. I know. In his haunted mansion. <laughs> like, I mean, the guy acted like he hadn't seen another human in years. <laughs> Are you alive? <laughs> like, how did they know that he wanted a Christmas tree? Yeah. Like, mean, and meanwhile, that guy was like. Late fifties at best. Oh yeah, just super put together. I mean, they had to upgrade his hair, right? Because I mean, he had normal colored hair. It was bananas. Yeah, and it was just the whole the premise was bizarre. That they just like show up at this guy's house, the Christmas tree. He's like, whoa, a Christmas tree! Thanks, you know. I didn't know, think I was gonna get a Christmas tree. Like, well, how did? If that was me, I'd been like, get off my lawn. <laughs> like, what? I don't want you to. Like, I don't know. I don't want this tree. Like, and who are you? Like, I want my chunk of my own tree. Yeah, yes. That was great. He's like <laughs> James or something. Right? Anyway, James comes back later too. He does. He does. But him. they put up his tree and then sit down to chat for a while, right? Yeah. And again, Abby and I were like, hurry up! It is a race. It's a race. It is a race. Respect the scavenger hunt. Yes. So anyway, uh, we go to the mountain bridge. Logan calls at some point. He's like, all work and no play. And I'll try to get there. i got to buy a ticket. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, Logan. We're over here. <laughs> this is all in the same day, right? He's yes. like, well, I think I'm coming to visit, but I have so much work to do. And Okay, fine. So then we end up at the at the mountain bridge, which is where they had their, or the, the covered bridge. They call yeah. it the mountain bridge. I don't know. It's They're a covered bridge. Around. Yeah. It's a fine bridge. Yeah. Mm. So anyway, they... That was where they apparently had their first kiss. Has to be Madison County, no. right? I, I is that, is that, that was that that the movie with like the the bridges in Madison? Yeah, yeah. Which I think is in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Sense. Which uh, Clint Eastwood, right? Yes. Before I was like Clint Eastwood, like he was like post awesome Clint Eastwood. It was like weird, <laughs> like weird, like love interest Clint Eastwood before we got like kind of crazy Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Clint Eastwood podcast. <laughs> I would listen to that podcast. Yeah, so, yeah the Belinda Carlisle slash Clint Eastwood podcast. Yeah. So Belinda, we find out though, is a Bigfoot hunter. Did you know did you on this whole thing? Oh yes, I did. I forgot. Yes. The camping trip and yes. some Toby. Toby apparently dressed up in a Bigfoot outfit and walked around in the yep. in the woods, scaring Belinda, and she found footprints and things. And he goes, "Yep, nope, it was all a big scam." I mean, she he essentially destroyed. A huge part of her belief system in that eight eight second throwaway scene there. Well, I mean, it was a gag, right? Like he and like the rest of the like friends group, like just basically was like, you know what? I think Belinda is so stupid, she'll believe that that actually Bigfoot was out here. So okay, everyone, we're gonna lie to her, our best friend Belinda, and my you know the woman I expect to spend the rest of my life with. We're gonna lie to her now yeah. and like pretend that Bigfoot is a real thing, and Toby's gonna go and be Bigfoot. Well, she believed it. Yeah, for and ten years. For ten years, <laughs> it was that scene to me was mind-boggling. I I reversed. I, we rewatched that. I was like, Abby, what just happened? She, I don't know, Dad. So the next scene, oh, because then he gives her like little cupcake things if they build the snowman, which is lame. So yeah. So that was like one of their next tasks they had to yeah. build a snowman. And they were lame. They were way ahead, or not way ahead. They're only two snowmen at this point. And how do they know? Okay, 
and the task was to build a snowman. How do they know they had to go build it? It's like that's the only place in town that snowmen are allowed to be built. Apparently, because they, they were all there. They drive a while. So There's the like bridge. a Ford pickup, you know, commercial that drives yeah. out of town across, like yeah. You know, like the slow motion four wheel drive yeah. turning in the snow. Yeah. yeah. And then and then we get there and there's already a snowman there. And I'm like, well, Why how do they build snowman? Snow snowmen? Snowmen. Snowmen. Snow snowmen. Snowmen in that one location. I don't know. It's just it was again, respect skip. Why not build it in like sad old Next. Orange Barons like front yard? Then he gets a Christmas tree and, and a snowman. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right next to I mean, old man James's house. So but Abby, Abby turns to me and she goes, so he gives her these, like, cupcakes or whatever. And Abby goes, oh, Dustin gets her stuff that she likes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure does. Watching this through the eyes of a child is amazing. <laughs> and then she turns and she says, Dad, Dad, Hallmark movies are kind of like Survivor. And I go, what do you mean? She goes, well, there's huge blind sides. <laughs> Logan has no idea that he's going to get dumped. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, she nailed it. We were like uh, 20 minutes into the movie. Well, I'll probably have so to at that point. But she, she called the whole thing. Great. So uh, then we find out that Dustin ended up staying back from college because of his family. He had to like work yeah, a job to save the family homestead. Yeah, his dad lost his job. I guess maybe at the textile factory, Yeah, I presume. So he had to stay home and get a job that his dad couldn't get, I guess. Something like that. So but anyway, he saved the family. Yeah, he did. Which is why he didn't go to college. And he didn't want to hold her back. Yeah, because her career, again, is the most important thing for everybody. Right. In this movie. Like, everyone expects great things out of her and her, like, middle management career. You she's know? doing her job, Dan. Yeah, she's doing her job. Junior partner. So anyway, now we start, now, you know, she starts to see Dustin in a different light. Mm-hmm. Then we go to, I don't know, the Christmas workshop or something that he set up. Dustin apparently set up and, you know... Because he's the town like guy, but while you're driving there, there was a song that played, and I think it might have been an original song. Oh, really? Yeah, and it had lyrics and things, and like jazzy guitar, and the the lyrics were something like "Santa's got something for you." It was like "Santa's got something for you." <laughs> what is this? Song? I, I must have tuned that out. It was, it was about this part where I was like done with this yeah, movie. Yeah, it was in line with everything else in this movie. <laughs> Santa's got something for you. <laughs> oh my God, they were, and then he says, uh, Dustin says something like, "Greenfield, we love our traditions, but we love our history." I was like, "What does that even mean?" Well, I, I guess they love their textile factory. Well, yeah, they just the only assume was like moved to Bangladesh. <laughs> like, I mean, who knows? I mean, they're just, uh, you know, they're just setting up the non-existent conflict of. Getting rid of the town museum. Yes. Yeah. It was bad. It was yeah. so bad. So we meet Dex, the kid, and uh, Dex, hey, Mr. Dustin, I love you from the workshop stuff. You know, I was like, okay. And he was no Haley Joe Osment, let's no, put it that way. He was not. Yeah. But I mean, who really is? I don't know. I mean, I think that's the kid from Sixth Sense. Yes, right? I see dead people, that mm-hmm. kid. Yeah. He's not that kid, let's, yeah. let's be honest. Whatever happened to that fine. kid? We probably don't want to know. Probably best. Oh, that's a lot to deal with when you're seeing dead people. Like that. <laughs> so, I don't know. They had to take a picture of Santa or something. Dex, Dex lets everyone know that my mom's in the army, and then we keep seeing the guy texting, and like I'm like, he's gonna bring Dex's mom home from the army somehow. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Well, he has a he has a contact. He knows people, you know, because it's not it's not 
what you know, it's who you know, and he knows people. Oh, he's the and guy so, that knows people in the army. Yeah, so like the, the one guy. So the the army somehow is like a big time like donor for the textile okay. museum, which is going to get shut down. And so he just like called this donor and was like, "Hey, hey, army donor!" Like <laughs> it made no sense. And no so they're sense. like, "So they're like, yeah." So we're just going to drop everything. Going to drop everything. So we come out of here, and it's going to be magical. Again, this was like this was almost anger-inducing at certain points. So their next their next thing is kindness to a stranger. So Dustin says, "Oh, I'm gonna get hot chocolate for everyone." She goes, "Nope, that's just being generous. We have to do something yeah. else." So, but he already he, he already said that he's gonna do hot chocolate for everyone. Yeah. So he's out around a hot chocolate. Yeah. I would not have been happy. She's coming there to to destroy his job. Yeah. Which he already knows about at this point. And by the way, he handling it, it like a champ. He didn't know about it yet because they she told him at the next scene. Oh, okay. So now he's out all four round of hot chocolate, and she's going to take his job, which is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And was this the one where – no, this was the last one so, we watched where it had, like, the, the magical hot chocolate. This was just normal hot chocolate. This was just normal hot chocolate. Yeah. yeah. So we go back then to the old – so we go back to James's house. Again, you know, James seems to be doing just fine for himself. <laughs> but uh, they go there, and they decorate his house. Um she breaks kind of the business news there, and James says, "Oh, I love that old museum." You know, okay, well, thanks. You're gonna yeah. save it at the end of the movie. We got it. <laughs> so he says, James says at one point, "You know, miracles really do happen." I have two young people here in my living room. It's like, what's that? What? What, what does that mean? Bananas. And then, and this was the scene when she invited him over for Thanksgiving, different Christmas dinner, Christmas dinner, Christmas dinner, because the wedding is in January. She's meeting the fiance now on Christmas, and they're yeah. going to also start planning the wedding of their dreams right now as well. Yeah. That's how weddings work. He's never – I'm still baffled by the fact that this guy apparently hadn't seen another human being in years, right? Well, and then – Except for her mom. What was the connection with her mom? I kind of missed that part. I don't know. Your former coworker or something? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't remember. All The only thing I remember about him is being filthy, crazy, weirdly rich. Yeah, and not having contact with human beings, and then being invited over for Christmas dinner, and then Tom Arnold being like, "Excuse me, Steve Oil Baron, would you like to carve the turkey?" <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't. This is oh, your house. I don't want to. Nope, that's a lot of pressure. Oh, I'm too frail. And then he like, <laughs> cartwheels over to the head of the table. And <laughs> I'm going to be a hungry man dinner for over three for two decades since I sold the textile, you know, factory over to Bangladesh and made a boatload of money while putting the rest of the town out of business. Like, it wasn't like he was, you know, he wasn't like a hermit or something. No. He desperately wanted human contact. It was strange. Very if strange. he wanted human contact, why did he not just participate in the town scavenger hunt? Yeah. Just saying. So then we move on to the jazzy gingerbread montage, which, of course, results in, you know, needing. So uh, what's her name? Belle Belinda gets frosting on her cheek. And then he, you know. Has to wipe it off, and Abby, Abby goes, which is <laughs> the appropriate response, yeah, by the way. Exactly. <laughs> and then we see this. So then they go have like lunch, maybe it's dinner at the Lenner? cafe. They just go have, they just go have some chili. No, yeah. you are racing. Yeah, yeah, you are having power bars on going. the road. Yes. Yeah. If that, we don't have time to stop. <laughs> you know, you're like. So you pack lunches, right? You pee in a cup and throw it out the window <laughs> in a truck. You get back in that truck and you finish the scavenger hunt. Well, I mean, all this could have been done in 30 minutes or less. It's trying to be like, insane. Yeah, you, I mean, it was, that was <laughs> insane. Anyway, so they're at, you know, their old tables. And here we see Dad, you know, Tom Arnold and Jenny 
the cafe lady. Yep. And Jenny was just selling her performance yes, too. Yes. Chewing all the scenery. It was wonderful. I want yeah, I want those two to have their own movie. It would have been a better movie. Can you imagine Tom Arnold in a in a Hallmark Why movie? Why doesn't Tom Arnold movie? get like the it should have been built and Tom Arnold featured in this Hallmark movie? Yeah. Let's have someone over the age of twenty eight yeah. as in the lead of one of these. Well and like it was like, and they were didn't they this they talk, talked about like this guy as if he was somebody, right? Like who? The Arnold? no, like um, the oil Dustin, Baron? Dustin, like this is like Dustin, Dustin, like at some point they were kind of they're like yep, and you know featuring Dustin, whoever he was, it's like no, it should have been like Tom Arnold in this Tom Arnold movie featuring Tom Arnold with yes. friends of yes. Tom Arnold in this Tom Arnold Christmas movie, <laughs> like <laughs> maybe a cameo from Roseanne. Well, I'm not sure if she's, but that's just it. That show is still on, right? Oh, yeah, she's she's kind of falling. Well, yeah, she's she's supposed to kill her, right? Spoiler, sorry for anybody that's watching the Roseanne show. Oh. And then he is still they just, like so like just everybody else is still on the show. Yeah. And then they she's just still a live human. Yes, but because she like you know like did a like a you know like an oopsie doozle. Yeah, she kind of. Um, but they people were loving the show, so they kept it on like with Tom Arnold and friends. So it wasn't Tom Arnold, though. it's the other guy. Oh, it was. Yeah. You're right. The voice of uh, Mike yeah. Wazowski. Yeah. Stella. Yeah. You're right. right? Yeah. John Goodman. John, John Goodman. Goodman. You're right. Yeah. Got my, got my, uh, <laughs> got your hefty white dudes messed up. Is there anything wrong with that? No, not at all. So anyway, uh, I don't know. There's, I have some more notes. I'm getting kind of tired of talking about this one even, but I love when, oh, I love when Logan showed up and they're like in the truck. I think they were at Tom Arnold's house and they're in the truck getting ready to get out and bake cookies and having another emotional moment yeah. because he kept the keychain. She yeah. did like a bonfire of yeah, all of his she stuff. Yeah, she got all of his like, she, he does not exist to her because how dare he not go to college with her? You're dead to me. <laughs> so, because there was no way, you know, 10 years ago to call each other or something. No, or, you know, send letters or, you know, maybe visit more than once every decade. Carrier pigeon. I mean, honestly, Whatever. she could have she just, I mean, Apparently, even when it was like during college, she did not return home. Yeah. So like, Bananas. she could not be bothered to return home for the holidays to see her father, who was apparently alone at this point. I mean, she's yeah. a bad person. Can we all agree to this. She's a bad person. <clears throat> also, a terrible scavenger hunter. Also, a terrible scavenger hunter. Sorry. Anyway, so Logan knocks on the window of the truck, right? And she yeah. rolls the window down, and here's what she says. What are you doing here? <laughs> that it, which is, I think, whenever the old boyfriend or girlfriend shows up, <laughs> that's the first thing that's asked of that person when they yeah. show up in person. Yes. And you know you're done at that. But uh -huh. should have said, yep, just turned right around with his wheelie bag and walked right back to the airport. Which he should have, because I don't remember much more of him, actually. Yeah, he exactly. just did not exist to me. Well, they did have, like, the awkward uh, cookie baking triangle. Oh, where he couldn't bake cookies and then got something on his silk tie from Europe. Yeah, he first of all didn't know what a cookie was, apparently. Yeah, never had a, well, you know, or a kitchen. I don't think he's ever seen a kitchen. Nope. Too many jobs. Too many jobs. Yeah, and he did. He got, he got Well, you knew something up was when the other two tie. were wearing, like, other two were wearing, like, very festive holiday, you know, um, aprons, which I assume they kept on their person at all times. Sure. But he was not wearing one yeah. because he did not come prepared to bake <laughs> cookies. And then probably did not know how to stir could not figure out how oh, to stir, man, and then got batter on his on his uh, silk tie, and there was butter in there. That's not coming out, no. says Dustin. And he knows because he's also the town dry cleaner. Great with pipes. <laughs> Great with dry cleaning as well. Perfect. So we get back to Christmas karaoke and everything. And like, And they do the 12 
Days of Christmas, uh, Belinda and Dustin. Yeah, well, of course they Boston. <gasps> Boston. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one for them. Delinda. Delinda. We forgot about the, there, at one point, I don't remember what was going on, but they, they went to, like, the old music teacher's house. Yes. Martha, the old music yes. teacher or whatever, who because, had a snow globe collection. Yes, because they didn't get a snow globe, and they could just go to, like, the Target or something. And Martha was, like, 35. Yeah. Like, oh, she, she was, was like, she was not 35. She was at old as 25 with a mom haircut. She's, like, two I weeks mean. older than these people, <laughs> and they show up at the door for her snow globe. Could I get... You kids want to see my snowball collection? Like, what is the matter with this movie? Set her up with the oil baron. Like, oh, exactly. It would have been a perfect couple. Oh, my gosh. And just gives it to them. And uh, it was insane. That was. So they start in on the 12 days of Christmas. And they go, uh, I'm like, really? You're going to make a singer listen to them karaoke through 12 days? And she could not sing. No. Thankfully, they stopped at five. Was, yes. This is brutal. So anyway, Jaith wins. DMV yeah. gets seconds. Yeah. Um, the, I only can presume the other teams did not finish. Did you also notice that everyone had changed clothes by well, the time they got of to course, the Christmas karaoke? Of course, you had to be properly dressed for Christmas karaoke. You are in a race. You don't <laughs> stop and change clothes. <laughs> Respect the scavenger hunt. It's driving me crazy. So anyway, um, you know, the big speech, uh, the oil baron shows up. He's going to save the mill. And that's all we hear about the mill and the deal and anything else. Yep. Like, Again, what? So she just gets fired. She's screwed up. She well, didn't do her job. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, apparently this is the first deal she did not finish. So she's not a junior partner for sure. Yeah, maybe she just stuck as like senior associate for the rest of her career, and no one's gonna respect that career. Yeah, because if you're not going junior, up, junior associate. Well, she was gonna be a junior partner, so I assume oh, first definitely right, junior sure. associate, then associate, then senior associate. Okay. Then junior partner, partner, and senior you know, partner. Jasper Development's a complicated entity. And their, their org chart can be hard to figure out sometimes. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, 10 years. If you're not you're not a junior partner by 10 years, it's time to get onto a new. Time to hang it up. Yep. I mean, if you even think about going home during those 10 years, too, you might as well just kiss your career. Oh, goodbye. yeah, because how can you have a career if you go home you at any home. point? I mean, yeah. 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 So anyway... You know, high five, great, great job getting second. See you never, because we're going back to work for the next ten years, right? Yep. And she leaves with Logan, and Abby turns to me. And she goes, "Dad, what is she doing?" <laughs> <laughs> At this point, there's like ten minutes left. I'm like, "Oh boy, by now we've usually kissed under the gazebo." Yeah. But, uh, well, I was like, "How is there any movie left here? This is like, there was not much movie here no, in the first place." And was, the last ten minutes were rough too. <laughs> so anyway, we get we get back to, you know. I did right. I'm not sure about taking relationship <laughs> advice from Tom Arnold. <laughs> so we see her dump Logan, and he's just he's so he's cool with it. Like, yeah. yeah, see yeah. ya. Yeah, it's been a good run. Kid. I got my I got my career. Yeah, it was basically like a butt slap between football. And team <laughs> like, hey man, see you out there. You know, like what? That was it. Well, there were no real feelings there. They just no. both had careers. You know, they needed well, like someone to go to career functions. They were right? on the same page with work yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah, so anyway, you know, here's so then she finds Dustin like on the street, just and walks up with a bag of chili. Dustin's like putting something in his truck parked on the street, <laughs> and she walks up with a bag with some chili. What's yeah. he gonna do with chili? Like, he got home and like heat up in the crock pot, I guess. So anyway, she goes, you know, and actually, I had to rewind this because in the conversation in the background, I thought there was a gazebo. Oh. I was like, 
oh my gosh, how did they end up in front of a gazebo? But ironically, it was a house with a big front porch. Which is basically a gazebo. Yeah. I mean, it was it was like somebody had cut a gazebo in half and slapped it on the front of that it's house. It's like a carport versus a garage. They serve the same function. They just look different. It's still not a gazebo. No, house. it's not. I was, I was kind of disappointed. But then she's like, yeah, you know, here we go. We're, we're back together. And she says, I love you. Which, like, I don't know if I've ever seen that in one of these movies. Where the two, you know, are they going to get together? And then immediately to love? I don't know. I was a little what? taken aback then. I may not have finished this movie. <laughs> you fall asleep. I might have just stopped watching it after, like, the Christmas <laughs> karaoke and thought it was over. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I just stopped the movie. I thought it was over there. So you just assumed that she went back to big city with Logan? Well, and I assumed that, like, they got <laughs> second place and got back together, and that was the... I don't know. No, they, they left that tension there for the last commercial break, then. Oh, yeah. I think I just assumed the movie was over. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, so cut to like Christmas morning and here's, you know, James, the old guy is there. And then she's oh, like hanging on Dustin at the table. He gives her the yeah. locket. Yeah. Yeah. With the, with, the, with the actual picture in it. Yeah. Like the, all the salt food they just took. Exactly. Yeah. So I did finish the job. And then he yeah. gave her stuff that she liked. Yeah. yeah. Well, he, I assume he's also like the Walgreens, farm, like Walgreens photo guy. So it was probably super easy to get the photo in there. <laughs> Yeah, he's the jack of all trades. That, that <laughs> Dustin, he keeps our town going. <laughs> a slash museum. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, here, here are all the things that were, and then like, so they did a little smooch, and then they go to credits. But the problem, even with like, they went basically full credits, which I've almost never seen. Yeah. I mean, they did speed it up a, after a little while, but there was like twenty to thirty seconds of actual credits. Well, they need to pad this one a little bit because oh, they were man. desperate for content. This one, I mean, it was. Here are the things that were wrong with this: no gazebo. Yeah, no gazebo. Real snow, not CGI snow. Which is, off, which is the weaker of the snow varieties. I like my snow CGI. Yes. Thank you, Mark's Hallmark. Like they ran full credits. Yeah, which is just, not even that. Yeah. I mean, they had a covered bridge. Yeah. Which, okay. Those were some weak snowmen, by the way. Like, I could do better. Though, I've seen some pretty weak snowmen in other like, contest type things. Well, I like when they're, <clears throat> they're like fake snow snowmen. Those yeah. ones are, that's my favorite. In a whole <laughs> movie. But it was, it was bad. It, it wasn't, other than Tom Arnold. Tom I mean, Arnold really. And Jenny. Tom Arnold and Jenny. I want to see that movie. Yeah, I wanted to see Tom Arnold and potentially... The music teacher, who I can only assume was teaching music as a child. Yeah, like I want to see like that, like no, where like her, like where her like her parents like her teaching music. Yeah, as I can a only child. assume that she was some sort of like musical, like you know, um, what's it called? She's a prodigy. Prodigy, yeah, she's like a prodigy, and you know, her and her parents, and then you know, maybe her mom got really sick and her dad died in a car accident. So she had to like, go hit the workforce. Yeah. So like she's like an eight-year-old music teacher. She's, she's the Doogie Howser of elementary yes. music education. I want that movie. Yeah. That's the only way that movie makes sense. Yeah. Like the only way that she becomes like the creepy old quote unquote like you know cat lady of music teachers. This was who bizarre. Was twenty-five years old. So. So anyway, uh, what would you rate this one on a scale of one to twelve days of Christmas? So it was. I'll be honest with you. I was going to come in at a two because because yeah. there's only one one and that is Christmas shoes. That is the oneiest one. <laughs> <clears throat> you mean the sh- the shoe addicts Christmas? Yes, that one. Shoe no, addicts Christmas. That is the that is the ultimate one. That's more like eleven pipers piping. That is there. that is not. That is a single partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> I don't know what a partridge is doing in a pear tree, but that is Candace Cameron is in there with that partridge. 
Um, but whatever two is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bump it up to an actual four. Okay. Because talking two. about it here was a lot of fun, and Tom Wilder deserves better than yeah. two. So you rank four calling birds? I'm going full full calling birds. Calling birds? Calling birds? I don't, birds? I don't know. I assume it's four birds. birds. Yeah, there are four birds. I assume they're calling. They're all together. Now that I think about it, it's probably wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. so somebody give us a four for calling birds because of Tom okay. Arnold and just our conversation was I did enjoy the conversation, but the actual movie was hot garbage. Yeah, I I I gave it five golden rings. Oh, I would have started it at two turtle doves. Yeah, um, on its own, but with Tom Arnold, you get the Tom Arnold yeah, bump, Tom and for Arnold. me, Tom Arnold was worth three French hens all by himself. You're so. right. For me, it brings it up to five golden rings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was this was this was something. But uh, I will say, watching it through the eyes of of my daughter was awesome, and she loved it. At the very end, she goes, "Dad, I knew she would break up with boring old Logan." <laughs> well, I mean, Logan did not deserve a relationship. No. To be honest, he had his work. This is work. But uh, yeah, so and then Abby said, "Dad, this is our new Christmas hobby." I was like, Oh, oh, you win. I also don't know how I feel about this because she's going to assume that love works this way in these movies. Mm. We've, we, we had a pretty clear conversation. Like, look, these are not realistic. If you have a question or an issue or something, you just tell the other person. Yes. Or if you like somebody, you can let them know that yep. like a normal human would. And then yeah. you can avoid this whole movie. Yes. So. Yes. And they might not reciprocate those feelings. And that's okay. And that's okay. You do not get to force yep. yourself nope. into their lives in that nope. situation. No, you don't. Yeah. So. Mm. Also, if you're making a large life decision, like whether or not to go to college, and you love the other person, you tell them that. Yeah, you talk about that. I mean, she was right to blow him off because the correct answer was tell the person you want to share your life with yeah. what is going on. He decided what was right for her, and yeah. he made that choice. Yeah. That's not the way to handle no. this. No. So, no. And Abby and I talked about that. Yeah, because like, marriage is a partnership, yeah. and it is, yeah. You know what? Maybe she didn't want to do her career path thing if she knew that this other thing was going to be a thing, and then maybe yeah. they'd be happy for it together. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? They could have split dudes at the Walgreens. I'm just saying. This is, I mean, she might be very good at pipe repair as well. I can only assume they could be like, it'd be like Logan and Belinda, you know, handy people. Dustin. And they would. Dustin. Oh, that, sorry, that you're right. Belinda and Dustin. Bob. Yeah. Bob. Oops, Bob. my bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Belinda and Dustin could have been like Dustin and Belinda handy people, and then they would just like have a couple of sweet like truck slash vans that drive around town and fix everyone's problems because yeah. they're just the most wonderful, caring people in town. I like it. And it's a far more interesting movie than this weird like, oh, we're still in love, but we shouldn't be because right. you lied to me right. and I reacted appropriately. Yeah. 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 Bananas. Yeah. So that was that. Um, I'm going to... <laughs> yeah, this one's not going on. Dust in my hands. Dust in my hands. Yeah, it's not going on my top five list. Uh, so yeah, five golden rings. I mean, five golden rings minus for me. Like it's oh, really Tom Arnold. For sure. The Tom Arnold took on most of the. Rings yeah, we needed more Tom Arnold. Just be honest. He was yep. a dream in this movie. He was so <laughs> wonderful. Like. And maybe he was actually really bad too. But everything. Else I don't so think he was. Movie. He was wonderful. I he was it. having fun. Like oh. I need more Tom Arnold. <laughs> uh, so what's the next one we're going to watch? Ooh, what are our options? Well, we've got... I'm going to pull them up here quickly. We have Christmas Under the Stars okay. featuring Jesse Metcalf, who I think was the pool boy on the show Desperate Housewives, if you remember that one. I did not watch Desperate Housewives, so... but That's what Molly said last night. My, pro pool my lovely wife was like, is that the pool boy from Desperate Housewives? 
I didn't even remember that show, but when she said it, I was like, I think it is. I could only assume that risque things that were not appropriate for Hallmark holiday movies. Well, it wasn't that risque. Anyway, so we've got that one. Um, and then we also have uh, the other option is Right Before Christmas. So like W R I T E. So we got a pun. We got a pun. Ooh, a couple of I've seen both of these actors here before. The movie centered on a recently single Jessica who sends Christmas cards to people who have impacted her life. Oh, yeah. I think including the music teacher who inspired her. There's always a music teacher. The music teacher also 22 years old. Yeah, probably. I don't know, man. Neither of these look particularly. Super awesome to me. Let's see. Christmas Under the Stars. Oh, they're on a fancy theater street. When Nick, a career-focused investment banker, is fired from a high-powered firm at Christmas time, takes a job as a Christmas or at a Christmas tree lot owned by a warm-hearted widower. There he meets Julie, an astronomy teacher who's always looked to the stars for hope. Well, this one oh, sounds kind of bananas. This sounds kind of... This, yeah, I think we have our movie. <laughs> I think we have our movie. All right, Christmas Under the Stars it is. And that one is supposed to air on Saturday, November 16th. That's next week. Next week? That's next week. That's not this week. This week will be the 9th and the 10th. Well, fair enough. Oh, the 9th and the 10th, we've got Picture a Perfect Christmas or The Mistletoe Secret. Oh, man. I blew it. That's okay. I feel like I screwed up. It's okay. I, I give you a pass. Thanks, we, we all forgive you because it's the, it's the holiday countdown, the Hallmark Christmas movie season. <laughs> there are a lot. There's an overwhelming number of these movies. <laughs> all right. The Mistletoe Secret. I actually had starred this one. Oh, this one has Kelly Pickler in it. Oh. And Patrick Duffy. How do we say no to that? Yeah, we're going to have yeah. to go okay. that one. Right? So which one is that actually, one? We talked about this on the last episode. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about okay. It. Uh, it's called The Mistletoe Secret, and it premieres Sunday, November 10th. I mean, is it is the secret just that it's poison? <laughs> I mean, that's you want to know that. <laughs> yeah, let's read up on it a little bit. Uh, they travel. Let's see. She convinces, Ari Eubank convinces a famous travel writer to do a feature story in her beloved hometown, Midway, Utah. Oh, yes. It looks like the town's tourism drop is about to reverse. However, when the travel guru and his ghostwriter both show up, Aria finds her heart torn between the charismatic but pompous Sterling Masters oh, and Alex Bartlett, the real talent behind Masters of Travel. That's going to be great. I only hope one of them has a face for radio. That's all I'm saying. Also, Patrick Duffy. We're good. All right. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. I, I am excited. So what day is that one on? Uh, it is on uh, Sunday, November 10th. The Mistletoe Secret. All right. It has nothing to do with tra- They're kind of mailing in some of these titles this year. I think that's part of the part of the part of the joy. Yeah. yeah. All right, sir. So these are fun to do. Yes. All right, and so we're gonna do our wonderful sign out. Yep. Until next time, everyone. Meet, Meet us at the gazebo. gazebo. <laughs>